Welcome to Imodoka Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things automotive in the heart of Africa. I am your host, Sandra, and together with our partners at Akajira Motors, we are here to navigate the exciting world of cars right here in Rwanda. Whether you're a first-time buyer, a family on the move, or an enthusiast looking to hit the road in style, we've got you covered. In each episode, we will rev up your automotive knowledge with expert insights. So fasten your seatbelts. Grab the steering wheel and let's roll in the world of cars, journeys, and adventures. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Imodoka Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be covering car safety, ensuring your family's well-being on the road. So I'm your host, Sandra, and in today's episode, we have, um, again, Ropak, and we have a new guest. I'll let them introduce themselves, and then we can dive into the questions right away. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Um, our very first question is, what are the essential car safety features that listeners should prioritize when choosing a family car in Rwanda? Thank you, Sandra, for this question. It's a very nice question. Uh, that's everybody should be considering when we're choosing to buy a car. Uh, buying a car, it's uh, like an investment. You're investing uh, much money. You should be uh, spending that money. Right. Considering that it is uh, give you, giving you uh, the optimal, the things that you are looking for. Uh, now, the first, uh, the essential or the, there are some things which are common in the cars or have been uh, Checked before by car manufacturers or engineers before they even put the product on the market. But uh, here you uh, you think to we need to think as a consumer or client because uh, even if those engineers are the one who manufacture the cars, they are not uh, going to be the end users. End user is a customer. He has uh, his uh, priority or request. Uh, what I can uh, advise is, of course, with features, uh, the car has to be uh, giving you uh, the minimal task. Uh, the first things, uh, cars now which are manufacturing nowadays, they are much more electric than before. They give you sound or signal if something is wrong. Something is not really working, like let's say, like uh, if the airbags are not working, if the, the seat bits are not working, if the 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 car has uh, maintenance that uh, have been arrived, you can get a signal or alert from the car. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mostly, uh, the car is is uh, built in the way. It can brief you if something important is not working, like brake. You cannot drive a car without having a brake system working very well. Yeah, there are some some requests which uh, customers are asking, but sometimes are not uh, possible, like on the market here, so, like uh, anti-collision system, radar. Those things can or can be in the car or can be uh, there, but. You cannot use them because of the infrastructure of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you paid for them yeah. why we are not going to use. 
but at least if I'm going to buy a car, I have to make sure that the situation is working. Right. I have to make sure that brakes are working. Yeah. I have to make sure that uh, it, it is uh, in the way I can uh, use it without uh, spending uh, my money and not get what I paid for. The air conditions are working, all those small things. And uh, the, the system has to be uh, in the way the car can, can, can control itself and show me on the dashboard if uh, I'm, I'm using the things which is uh, correct or something is not correct. Yeah. And I get an alert so I can check with the workshop off. So what I heard is that there are cars that actually indicate danger when some of the features are not working well. Yeah, ah, right. Yeah, Gatete definitely touched on all the points, <laughs> a lot of points there. Yeah. Um, Two things I'd like to throw out, uh, especially when you're buying a car for your family, is airbags. A lot of people focus on, oh, does it have airbags? Yes. Okay, well, that's the question of how many airbags and where are the airbags? Normally now, cars, if you're buying a car for your family, you want to have, I'd say at minimum, around six airbags. Um, this will be about two for the driver, two for the passenger in the front, um, and then you should have at least one for the uh, rear passenger on the left and rear passenger on the right. That's minimum, in my opinion. Um, and then, obviously, if you have more, that's better. Um, and then ABS, which is essentially your anti... Uh, yeah, anti-lock braking system, exactly. Yeah, I got the correct in me there. There you go. Um, and essentially, what this does is that it, ABS is literally... People don't realize, but ABS is saving people's lives almost every day. Right. Um, Imagine, if, if we, let me explain what happens when you don't have APS. You're driving, you take a turn, you start losing control, meaning your tires have now lost traction from the tarmac. So what do you do? You slam on the brake. Your, what happens to the wheels? They completely lock up. What happens when you don't have traction and your tires lock up on tarmac? Now you're just sliding. You're essentially going skiing and snowboarding with rubber tires on tarmac. Extremely dangerous. You start turning the wheels. The car's not going to go anywhere you want it to go. When you have ABS, what the ECU is doing is saying, okay, hey, we've lost traction. We feel it that we've lost traction. Cut the power to the wheels and start essentially taking our brakes, our calipers and the pads and start sending hydraulic fluid to start pulsing against the rotor. And what that does is essentially starts locking up the wheels in very, very few seconds, trying to slow down the car, but also trying to get traction again with the road. And you'll hear ABS more than you'll actually feel it, or you'll sometimes hear it in the pedal as well. It's essentially the car trying to brake itself to get traction again with the road. Um, and that right there allows you to maneuver right or left to avoid a collision. And that's super, super important, important these days. I don't know any car that is sold without ABS, but I know you can get some on the market here still uh, through some lower end vehicles. Mm -hmm. So if I can add, I can add something, this, like I was, I was talking before, there's no way to control that your airbags are working aggressive next time they have been. Yeah. Or you bring the hammer. <laughs> it's, not a great, it's not a great way to, to, to check. Yeah, that's why uh, at least cars must have this system of control itself and communicating yeah. to the user. Oh, so there is a way to check if your airbags are working. There is no way the end user can check. 
How about how about only to to look at the dashboard if the car has gave you a sign or alert and you go to the workshop. Otherwise, how about from you from you guys? Like, is there a way that you can check for a client if the, their car has? It, it, de- it depends on the car, but most of the time you can check to the uh, a diagnostic system which plugs into the OBD uh, OBD port of the car. All right. O- OBD essentially is the onboard uh, computer. Onboard computer. Yeah. It's it's in the car. Yeah. Okay. It's a port that you plug into. Yeah. And then the diagnostic system from the factory can read every single electrical sensor, every fuse, every problem, every single detail of the car. All right. Okay. Um, can you share some tips for ensuring the proper installation of use of child cassettes for maximum safety? Yeah. Um, well, number one is your car has to have ISOFIX. Um well, it doesn't have to have ISOFIX. It should have ISOFIX. ISOFIX is the safest way to anchor a car seat. Um, it's essentially not anchored to the seat. It's anchored to the actual chassis of the car. So when you do get into a collision, it's not using the seat belt. It's not using anything else. It's using the actual vehicle, which is the safest thing to keep your child grounded. Um, if you don't have ISOFIX, the second way you can anchor a car seat is through uh, the seatbelt loop. That can also be done. It's the same thing as if you were to wear a seatbelt. And you want to keep your child, depending on like if they're young, rear-facing, meaning facing the back as long as possible. So if you do get any sort of impact, they take the least amount of impact and whiplash. Um, I think there's a certain weight that you have to follow that you then they have to go forward-facing. But what's crazy is sometimes in Rwanda, I see a lot of kids, they're not even in the car seats. Um, but I mean, if, I guess it's not a law in Rwanda. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but if your kid's not going to be in a car seat, at least make sure they're sitting down in the back seat with the seatbelt on. Um, sometimes I've even seen kids standing in between the two seats and the front and the windows. You know, I mean, that's scary. If this guy has an emergency brake, that child can go right to the front windshield and it can just end really, really badly. So, um, yeah, don't don't take things for granted. Definitely have your child sitting down, wearing a seatbelt. Um, I mean, we're driving and these machines are out of control. You, you don't know what anyone else is capable of on the road, All right. uh, what's going to happen in front of you or even behind you. Yeah. Um, so just play it safe. It's, you know, it's just a better outcome if you do. What, what age should uh, kids stop being in a car seat? I, it goes not by age. I think it goes by weight and height. So depending on the car seat you have, it'll tell you what weight and height its maximum capacity is at. Oh, interesting. So how can listeners verify that their car's safety features, such as airbag and seatbelts, are optimal working condition? Well, I think you had a, a little bit tough at that. And you can test your airbags by crashing your car. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting them with the car with the hammer. Yeah. My God, this way. Hit it with the hammer. <laughs> you have to bring your car in the workshop if there is a signal. And yeah. Oh. Something abnormal on the dashboard, which can be related to those uh, alerts. Yeah. So if there's airbag, it is showing that your airbag are not working or MBS. Yeah, please bring your car in the workshop they check for you. Otherwise, there's no way you can control yourself. Yeah, but for for seatbelts, you can actually check the tag. Um, seatbelts have, believe it or not, an expiry. Seatbelts do expire, and they have a tag normally on the backside of the seatbelt at the bottom anchor, which shows the manufacturing date. And I don't know how many years you can Google it, but I think there's a certain amount of years that seatbelts actually do last until the like the fibers and the tension starts to weaken right. 
Um, and essentially, if you were in an accident, the seatbelt can fail. I think it was like 10 or 12 years, something like that. But um, And there's really no way to maintain a seatbelt. I mean, you can clean them and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's also a wear and tear item that you're pulling on every single day. So and, uh, Maybe what, what you can check about uh, it's uh, when you tighten your seatbelt, yeah. you start driving like before even a hundred meters should be tightening yourself so you can feel this you are not moving slowly so at least you can think you can realize that this still working so um what are some common road safety regulations in Rwanda that all car owners should be familiar with yeah i think uh number one which is probably most costly is the speed limit um, definitely drive the speed limit that's indicated because as we know we have camera uh, cameras here in Rwanda that can find us for over speeding um, definitely stop at any zebra crossing or crosswalk that you see because uh, you can get fined if somebody is on the crosswalk and you haven't stopped till them pass um, don't be on your cell phone or driving um, at least not in your hand um, Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth activity is fine um, having your phone on a phone mount which is not obstructing your view is also fine and uh, use your indicators right and left turn signals use them so people know where you're going um, make sure your brake lights are working I see a lot of cars sometimes out there and their brake lights aren't working so just have somebody you know up in the driver's seat put, push the brake and you just make sure you got all three brake lights working uh, three meaning the two tail lights and the center stop as well. Um, it's important for the person behind you to know if you're braking or not. Um, and obviously your headlights. Make sure your headlights are working. Make sure your headlights are working, but make sure it's not the high beams that are always on because people don't get it. When you drive with your high beams, you might have more visibility and that's great for you. But the other person who's driving on coming towards you is literally blinded by your high beams and they can't see anything after that. So you're actually increasing your chance of getting into an accident on your own case because you're just blinding the person who's coming towards you um so that's kind of like a double-edged sword yeah drive with low beams the only time someone should be using high beams is on empty roads um and even in the rain high beams do not increase your visibility uh because when you're throwing your light higher up all you're doing is refracting light back into your eyes and highlighting the rain um, when it's rainy or foggy, you want low lighting, which is your low beam and fog lights. High beam is only going to be in clear weather where no one else is on the road. So if you're driving up country late at night or something. So now, um, can you provide real life examples where investing in, a, in car safety measures provide crucial in protecting families during accidents? As Black said, the car has to be always with the airbags working okay. perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have like a story where they were not safe? Well, okay, they were not there. Maybe initially like airbags, and then it it caused a problem, an accident, or even someone to you know fatally be injured. Yeah. Well, I have a story. Yeah. This was back when I was living in the U.S. in 2009. Yeah. I have. Uh, I was driving my dad's truck. It's a. It was a Toyota Sequoia, which is essentially the size of a Land Cruiser uh, for all the. People who like big engines, a V8, 5.7 liter, super powerful car. So anyways, I was working late that night, driving home, probably it was like 10 o'clock at night. Um, I'm on the highway, cruise control at 120 kilometers, and I fall asleep at the wheel. I'm just exhausted. Just like maybe two kilometers, maybe one kilometer away from the exit to take to my home. They say that when you're tired, it's the equivalent of driving drunk. 
Um, and the closer you get to your home, the more relaxed you become and the more confident you become that you're going to get home safely. So you have less attention. So I fell asleep at the wheel, car veered off. It's on cruise control 120. And there's these little electrical boxes on the side of the freeway. My car hits that, goes into a full roll, going almost six times, all the glass breaks, um, and the car ends up in a ditch on the side. Um, crazy enough, my friend was behind me. And he was driving slow because there were two motorcycle cops all the way in the left lane. Um, but they didn't stop because you can't even see the accident. The car ended up in the ditch. He was driving in the right lane because he was about to exit because we live next to each other. And his car hit one of my wheels that flew off and landed on the highway and his car, he didn't even know what he hit. So he just pulled off onto the side because his car got damaged. He got out of the car and he's like, man, what did I hit? What happened? And then he like heard somebody screaming, um, you know, kind of in like the bush area, uh, the high tall grass area. And then he, he kind of went running there and then it was me laying on the ground. I, I guess I pulled myself out of the car um, and then I ended up in the emergency room and I was actually in ICU for two weeks. I actually broke my neck, my back, uh, my lungs, my nose, my jaw, uh, my left shoulder blade. Um, yeah, I, mean, I broke pretty much everything in my body. I should have been pretty much dead. Um, I pretty much have a second chance here. And believe it or not, the airbags didn't even go off. And you might be saying, oh, the airbags didn't work. Oh, it's a Toyota. I should have done this. It really doesn't matter because the impact wasn't uh, frontal. It was actually on the side, and then that's what created the car to roll. Your airbags are only going to go off if you're ever in a frontal collision or in a rear-end collision because that's where the sensors are. The sensors are on the front bumper and on the rear bumper. Um, and then you have some pressure sensors also in the side along the doors for the, the headliner airbags from the top. So the airbags didn't go off. And then, you know, in the U.S., they do a lot of, like, re-scenario scenes as well for insurance claims and things. And the, 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 the insurance agent even said if the airbags did go off, he would have been dead 100% because he broke his neck. The impact of the airbag would have thrown his neck back even further. It would have just killed him. So sometimes it's, I mean, it's just sometimes in God's work also. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's probably one of the craziest. So I, 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 I mean, I didn't have a family in the car. It was just me being by myself. Yeah, I mean, I survived. But that's probably the craziest accident I've ever been in in my life. And it took me almost two years to go through physical therapy. And I had a neck brace on for two years. And I went through all that. So, yeah, don't drive when you're tired. Just pull off, take a nap, or grab some coffee, or sleep in the car till the morning. It's not worth your life. That's for sure. Oh, that that was that was one hell of a story. I, I couldn't make, you know, couldn't stop making this special expressions where I was like, that is that was intense. We're glad you're here. Uh, something I can add on this and uh, what uh, Impact was discussing earlier, which was the interesting story and the experience uh, that always car manufacturers they think in the place of the owner or end user and like client and uh, they even put those things before you ask, you even ask. But there are some features which are in the car and they, they are in some expensive cars which we cannot uh, be able to afford. Like some cars have a system where if you sleep, or not focus on on the yeah the car stop itself. Or if you are looking around, like the left and right, the car can think that the computer of the car can think that this person is tired or is sleeping, so it step stop itself. Many features are there, but in not in all cars, mainly in expensive cars where 
everybody cannot be able to to pay yeah well um do do you have something to add with it um yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just stay informed with RNP, um, stay informed with the, the brand and the model of the car you're using, and read the owner's manual. Yeah, at least glance through it so you know how your car is operating, and that'll help you with road safety practices. So um, can you share insights on the importance of regular car maintenance in ensuring overall safety over the vehicle? Yeah, it's, uh, the, we need to think a car like, uh, to treat a car like the way we are treating our bodies when mm. we are you are tired when you are sick you know what do you have to see your doctor take when the same okay and uh, if you don't respect him the rules you're not get quick recovery or you can can even affect something else so your car also has to be well maintained on a grind travel and so you can keep it in a well uh, working condition yeah yeah that makes sense how about you Robert? What do you think? Yeah, I man, like as I said, I mean, it just comes down to, to maintenance and service, um, which will keep your car safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, making sure your tires are still in good condition. Again, that's the only thing that's in contact with the road. So you got to make sure you have really, really good tire quality, tire tread, um, especially when the rainy season comes around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have really good tires because you don't want to lose control in that rain. Right. So coming down to my last question, are there any additional safety measures or accessories that listeners might consider for enhanced protection while driving in Rwanda? I think um, everybody should always keep, I think it's also a law here in Rwanda, uh, always keep a fire extinguisher in your car because you never know when you're going to need it or someone else might need it. I think always keeping a warning triangle because in case you change your spare tire, it's dark, somebody can see you. Yeah. Um, and one thing I always keep in my car is the uh, jumper cables. I've never actually used them, but I've actually <laughs> added them for many other people to use. Um, so it just helps other people out to have uh, jumper cables. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, today when you buy a car, it literally comes with everything you need in terms of uh, safety measures um, and protection. And so, yeah. I don't like to say it is good. You can have all the tools in the car, but uh, they are not tracking or they are even expired. Like fire extinguisher, it has expiring date, so or they can defeat it. But many of the users, they are not concerned. Or even if he has it, he doesn't know how to use it. You may have, you may have it in the car and they don't know even how to use it. <laughs> never experienced it. Yeah. And uh, it's also a good point on tire condition, all those things. Yeah. Sometimes I'm asking a question myself, why does police officer has to stop me and check on my car? Why it is mine? They have it, I have to use it, I have to control it, I have to maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. Away, but have to wait the police to come officer to come and yeah. <laughs> it is good that government has to yeah, to control it. But we should be our the police officer for our cars before mm-hmm. uh, waiting traffic of to check the all those things for us. So we should we should create a sense of responsibility towards our own vehicles, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're you're on the road driving with other people, everybody has to be responsible for their own car, their own safety and this essentially turns into taking the safety of others as well. Right. Yeah. That's true. So um this was the last question, but then I want to ask if you have any additional information overall about car safety that we could uh, you could add before we wrap up. What I can add is uh, buying a car, it's good, and know how to use it. It's another thing. 
at least you can even if you don't know you should have the minimum knowledge of the car you can approach uh, the car manufacturers or car dealers they have nice workshop they have training for free they have the driving test for free or they can even give you uh, minimum the minimum essential things you have to know mm-hmm. so do you give uh sorry do you give uh test driving here is it test driving driving to they test driving gear in Akadura. yeah yeah that's what um one of the points I got that they made is we definitely do uh, driver trainings for anybody, whether it's your driver or you as an individual um, car that you purchased from us or car you've already purchased from us. We show you how to use all the functions, the features, the options, uh, all the nice little conveniences. So we definitely do driver training with all of our customers and anytime it's free. Oh, awesome. That, that's good to know. I had no idea. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Masa, and uh, Rupak Mangmotan. Ciao. That's a wrap for today's episode of Imodoka Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our drive through the fascinating world of cars and found our insights valuable. If you love what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, write, and review our podcast. Your feedback heals our engine. Join us next time as we explore more exciting topics in automotive realm. Until then, stay safe, keep your wheels turning, and embrace the road ahead with confidence.